and join the judgment-free zone. Never intimidating, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. Get energized today during the Big Fitness Energy Sale for 24 cents down, $10 a month. Cancel any time. Deal ends Friday, January 12th. See Home Club for details. AM 1060 KDUS Tempe Phoenix and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point featuring Kayla Mortallaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the extra point is good. Welcome in to Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app. It is Thursday. It is January 11th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro here with you up until 1 o'clock today. And boy, oh boy, do we have some end of eras in the college and NFL coaching circles that we will certainly be kickstarting today's show off with. It's also part of some of our poll questions for the day. Plenty of other news also happening in the world of college football with some players returning to college and foregoing the opportunity to enter the NFL draft. We'll take your phone calls today 602-260-1060 if you'd like to join the program and we'll do do so around a 1130 and 1215 once again 602-260-1060 but let's first set the scene here with today's poll questions and start things off with the kdos1060.com poll question we're going nick saban announcing yesterday afternoon his retirement uh is nick saban the greatest football coach college or pro in american sports history no leads the way here at 55 percent of the vote yes is trailing at 45 percent and he first announced his retirement uh, to the team on Wednesday, and then they, they released a statement at Alabama. He leaves Alabama with six national championships, even though uh, I would make a case that I think the most impressive thing he did in college football is when he took a longtime sleeping giant LSU to the 2003 national title. Uh, for years, LSU is considered to be the uh, sleeping giant in the world as far as college football goes. And, yeah, he went in there and within five years won the national championship. We'll be getting into and dissecting much more about Nick Saban here shortly. We'll also continue the conversation in regards to it being official. Uh, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots have parted ways. So we'll do plenty of coaching discussions and how this shakes things out in the NFL. But you can cast your vote, kdos1060.com, and we'll officially answer it around 1230 today. Tossing it on over to Twitter at kdosam1060. Yeah, there's coaching changes, but there's also super wild card weekend taking place. So who do you have Sunday at Dallas? Cowboys minus seven and a half or Packers plus seven and a half. And the Cowboys lead the way here. 65% of the vote. Packers trailing at 35%. And I should note, Bob had a conversation. Cody Cripp of Fox 11 Green Bay talking all things Packers. If you missed it, podcast it over at KDOS1060.com as well as with the KDOS1060 app. Cowboys, the lone NFL team to win all their home games during the regular season. They've won 16 straight home games since they lost the 2002 season opener to Tampa and Tom Brady. Uh, meanwhile, the Packers, 
uh, obviously started the season horribly. Uh, they got hot, and they've won six of the last eight games. Now, the two losses in that stretch were awful losses uh, at uh, New York against the Giants, and they got lit up by Tampa Bay at home and Baker Mayfield, even though that loss isn't looking nearly as bad as it did at the time. Uh, that's another question that we will answer around 12.30 today. Still plenty of time for you to cast your vote. And if you'd like to chime in, have something of note to talk about some of these coaches that have moved along, 602-260-1060-1130 and 12.15 for your discussion. But let's get things started here. Yesterday afternoon, Nick Saban in a statement announcing his retirement. Today, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick met the media to discuss Bill's uh, time in New England coming to a close after 24 years as it is for Nick Saban. I mean, you know, if you include what happened yesterday afternoon when we were on air with Pete Carroll, uh, no longer going to be the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, there's connections all over the place between these three gentlemen. Uh, for Nick Saban, he was Bill Belichick's defensive coordinator with the Browns from 1991 to 1994. In 1995, Nick Saban then became the Michigan State head coach. Uh, he was there from 1995 to 1990. He was 34, 24-1, 23-16-1 in Big Ten play. Uh, his big season came in 1999 when they went 9-2. His quarterback was Bill Burke, but he had wide receiver Plexico Burris on the team. Cornerback Ronaldo Hill, linebacker Julian Peterson. They beat Michigan 34-31, Ohio State 23-7 in that season. I'll stop there uh, as we continue on with Nick Saban's coaching credentials yeah and actually the previous year in 1998 they won in columbus uh to against an undefeated ohio state team and you know that was one of the greatest ohio state teams ever uh they were really really good uh they even beat michigan and tom brady that year uh but they lost earlier in november uh the first saturday in november i was uh living in chicago on that day and uh yeah, that was uh, not a good day for me. But uh, Ohio State had a big lead in that game, actually. And uh, they blew the game, and there was an onside kick involved, and uh, Michigan State made a recovery there. And uh, so that was the year before the big year in 2000 and, uh, in, uh, excuse me, 1999 for Michigan State. But uh, I remember you know, Saban uh, at Michigan State. I most remember how they beat Ohio State when Ohio State had a tremendous team. And that was actually kind of the uh, – from that point on, the John Cooper era, which was he couldn't beat Michigan and beat pretty much everybody else. But from that game on and starting in the 1999 season, uh, the last couple of years, uh, the last what turned out to be the final two years of John Cooper at Ohio State, I think that spiral actually started when Saban, long, Saban went into Columbus and they beat Ohio State in that game. Uh, uh, and uh, it was like 35 to 31 or some crazy score like that because Ohio State had a big lead and blew it. Continuing on with Nick Saban, uh, so in 2000, he became the LSU head coach. He was there from 2000 to 2004, 48 and 16 and 28 and 12 in SEC play. LSU went 13 and 1. You touched on it briefly here at the top. Uh, in 2003, they won the BCS championship game against Oklahoma. That was the year, though, that there were three teams uh, potentially vying for the two spots you threw in 
USC as well. USC left out Oklahoma playing in that game. LSU beat Oklahoma. His offensive coordinator that year was Jimbo Fisher. His defensive coordinator was Mil- Will Muschamp. Also, uh, you had Andre Whitworth on that team, and you also had Marcus Spears, who had a key pick six in that uh, uh, BCS championship game. I don't remember the pick six, but uh, I'm shocked that I haven't they haven't shown that. I don't think the last you know, few hours here because Marcus Spears is obviously a big part of the ESPN. I think he does an excellent job with their NFL coverage, and you know, he worked for the. I did a lot of stuff on the SEC Network over the years too. Uh, but uh, to me, you know what he did at LSU. Just to repeat from what I said earlier in the uh, segment here. That's actually the, the the biggest accomplishment for me. I mean, Alabama was not a sleeping giant. They you know, had a you know established program. They underachieved in uh, many of the years before Saban got there. The previous years, but you know, you know, it, I think it was more impressive that after LSU went through many coaches and literally my whole life. Uh, I was born in 1957. Uh, for it seemed like seemed like I heard every year of my existence until he won that national championship with LSU in 2003 that they were the sleeping giant in college football and it was hard to argue the you know, recruiting base and you know, everything else and uh, they, they went through a ton of coaches uh, that didn't quite get to the promised land and uh, within a couple of years he took uh, he took them to the national championship. So then it was time for Saban to try his hand in the NFL, and he went on to coach the Miami Dolphins from 2005 to 2006. Six. In 2005, they went 9-7. and seven. Assistant head coach, defense, Will Muschamp. Offensive coordinator, Scott Linehan. Quarterbacks coach, Jason Garrett. Defensive line coach, Dan Quinn. Gus Farratt was the quarterback that season. You also had uh, defensive players Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas on the roster. Then, of course, everyone knows about the 2006 season where they go 6-10, and 10, but what took place in the offseason, trading a second-rounder for quarterback Dante Culpack. Cole Pepper. They almost signed Drew Brees, but ended up not with the medicals coming back, uh, right. telling them they should not trust Drew Brees to stay healthy with that shoulder. His offensive coordinator in 2006 was Mike Malarkey. Quarterbacks coach remained Jason Garrett. Defensive coordinator Dom Capers. Defensive line coach Dan Quinn. Safeties coach Kirby Smart. If you take a look at that 2006 season, though, uh, Dante Culpepper only ended up playing four games, two touchdowns, three picks, 929 yards, and it was Joey Harrington in 11 games, uh, 2,236 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 15 picks that season. Well, you you touched on the Drew Brees thing. They flunked him in the physical, and uh, yeah, I've uh, you know a lot of people have speculated over the years had they not flunked him in the physical, would Saban ever have gone to Alabama? (laughs) I mean, that's I think a a pretty fair. Um, assessment, but you know, at, at, at the same token, it seems like the Drew Brees, Sean Payton connection, they seem to just be in such offensive sync together that maybe that also helped kind of uh, catapult Brees into the, uh, you know, what we think of him as a quarterback. We'll, we'll never really know. Yeah, but I think, you know, I was, you know, you know pretty heavily involved in covering the NFL in those days, too, obviously. Uh, but I, I think a lot of people thought that Breeze was going to turn around the Dolphins or make them a better team. He was highly thought of before they just flunked him in the physical. 
Uh, so then that didn't uh, end well. Six and ten, he went back to Alabama, and here's what we know. Uh, 2007 to 2023, two undefeated seasons. In 2009, 14-0, and in 2020, 13-0. Six undefeated, though, SEC seasons. Six national titles, competed in nine titles. All-time for Nick Saban, his record uh, at Alabama, 201-29, and and in the SEC, 117-18. and yeah, and considering you know, the SEC was it's, it's really at its peak uh, during the majority of these seasons, and it wasn't just all Alabama, obviously. Uh, I think that he helped elevate the entire conference because teams had to try to compete against him and them. Uh, so, you know, just uh, everything involved, uh, you know, what he accomplished at Alabama, I'm not diminishing that because I, just, I think the LSU thing to me is what stands out to more than anything just because, uh, you know, my – you know, growing up and uh, even after I became an alleged adult uh, for years, it was, you know, LSU is the sleeping giant. I heard all this crap for the last 40 years. How ASU is a sleeping giant in football. That is complete garbage anyway. But LSU was the sleeping giant in college sports for many years, no matter whether it's basketball or football. On the other side of the break, we'll continue the Alabama side of this conversation here. Uh, The report's coming out that uh, Alabama has told players to give them 72 hours. uh, Then they will have their next head coach. So who are some coaching candidates? A few other questions that kind of popped into my head about Saban and his time in Tuscaloosa. We'll go through all of that on the other side of the break. It is the Extra Point right here on KDUS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDUS1060.com and with the KDUS 1060 app right now. Happening in the month of January, some pretty sweet sixth row tickets to downtown Phoenix basketball hoops. All you do is download the KDOS 1060 app and make sure you register. That's the key component so we know who you are to get yourself eligible for the uh, drawing to potentially win a pair of those tickets. That's with the KDOS 1060 app. SB Nation Radio is now Sports Map Radio, keeping sports content fresh and fun. Join us right here on KDUS AM 1060. Premier Auto Glass offers up to $450 cash back. That's right, up to $450 cash with every insurance-approved windshield replacement. Premier Auto Glass is an approved partner with most Arizona auto insurance companies and is family-owned and operated. Premier Auto Glass has been in business for 25 years with five-star Google reviews. Online at premierautoglass.com. That's premierautoglass.com. Call for your free quote, 480-570-9293. 480-570-9293. Maybe you've heard about semaglutide, the new FDA-approved drug helping people lose weight like crazy without strict dieting. But here's what you might not know. Red Mountain Weight Loss has full-strength semaglutide in their newest medication called Revelex. It's specially formulated to give you full-strength semaglutide without side effects. So with Revelex, you'll lose up to 15 pounds a month without stomach pain or nausea. And it's not a shot. It's a tablet. So you can skip the weekly trips to the doctor's office. But here's the best part. Revelex costs about half of what you'll pay for other semaglutide medications. That's right. I said half the price. So why go anywhere else? At Red Mountain, you get no shots, no side effects, just results. And for half the price, trust the leader in medical weight loss. Red Mountain Weight Loss has helped millions of people lose weight safely, and they can help you too. 
Just go to redmountainweightloss.com. That's redmountainweightloss.com. Made to shine. Real stories from Shane Company customers. So last week, my boyfriend said, I have a surprise for you. And I totally thought he was going to propose, but it was just tickets to a baseball game. Then during the game, Will You Marry Me was up on the big screen. And he was down on one knee holding the most beautiful engagement ring. It was so sparkly. Our expert jewelers set every center stone by hand so you'll shine forever. Shane Company, fine jewelry since 1929. Creating an estate plan is an essential part of life. Walk-In Wills can help you with that. Walk-In Wills offers wills, trust, powers of attorney, special needs trust, Medicaid planning, and probate. Walk-In Wills offices are located in Chandler, serving the East Valley. Free one-hour consultations are available in person, by phone, video chat, and Skype. More details online at walkinwills.com. Or call 480-470-7000. That's 480-470-7000. Good morning, I'm Corey with an update here on KDUS AM 1060. Big college football news yesterday as Nick Saban has announced his retirement. Saban has acted as the Alabama head coach for the last 17 seasons in which he would win a total of 201 games. In Saban's announcement, he would be quick to mention how proud he is of the work he and his staff had accomplished, always looking to do things the right way and help players create more value for their future. Looking into the numbers for Saban's career, he would coach a total of 28 years, where he would win 7 national titles, 12 conference championships, and win 19 bowl games. Saban also has the claimed distinction of never having a losing season while in charge, with the closest being in 1996 and 98 with Michigan State, where the team would go a flat 500. Saban retiring will create a missing presence within the college football field in 2024, but Nick Saban has done more than enough to transition nicely into his new home in the history books, among other coaching legends. Coming up next, more discussion around the world of sports on KDUS AM 1060. Listener rewards for you with the KDUS 1060 app. Download today to hear all of the national and local shows you love. That's the KDUS 1060 app. Here on this Thursday, January 11th in the Extra Point, Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro here with you up until 1 o'clock today as we typically do. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays getting the conversation started with the news from yesterday afternoon with Nick Saban retiring. So the question here is who are some of the Alabama coaching candidates? According to some reports, Alabama Brass has told players give them about 72 hours for their next head coach. Uh, obviously, we're now in kind of a, a really interesting transitional period because, one, a legend of the game is leaving your sports program. Also, we have the transfer portal. We have NIL deals. We have all sorts of things that are throwing into the mix here that are really, I feel like, maybe speeding up the process or putting some some anxious times for players as well as the university for who their next coach is going to be. And Greg Byrne, the former University of Arizona athletic director who used to be up here on the sports zone with frequency in his time in Tucson, uh, and it was uh, very good to us and uh, me and uh, so forth. He's been, uh, I guess, in charge of this. Uh, I'm sure that the uh, you know, school administration have something to do with this too. But yeah, he's a he's a you know, big part in this. And uh, um, I assume when he took that job, he understood that at some point this day would come. 
So a couple of questions before we get to the candidates. One, what do you make of uh, Saban going into this season? I mean, we have no idea. He hasn't he hasn't talked. So did he have an inkling that this was going to be his last season? Did him and his family know it was going to be the last season? But regardless, him going out uh, so there's not like a year-long fanfare for Nick Saban. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that angle. About the, you know, I don't think they did. I don't think there's like a farewell tour in college sports like there are, and uh, you know, like when uh, uh, you know professional sports, you know, especially a manager in baseball or something, when you know he might retire at the end of the year, or uh, players who you have announced their retirement at the end of years. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, you know Saban is into the uh, you know personal uh, you know. You know, the accolades for that matter, but uh, I don't think he likes the personal attention that much, so you know, I'm not sure how that would go about. Uh, but uh, you know, he's a, uh, you know, in fact, you know, I'm not even sure when he's going to have a press conference. I assume it's not going to be you know, today after his, you know, good friend, uh, Nick, uh, Bill Belichick, uh, announced his official retirement from the Patriots today. That, made it pretty clear in his brief press conference with the media that which would, by the way, there were no questions asked in that press conference. Uh, but, uh, he made it really clear. Robert Kraft's the one who made it really clear that, uh, Belichick is going to continue to coach. So we'll see, but, uh, you know, I don't think that Nick Saban is a guy that is really caring about the limelight. That's what I probably should have said originally. Uh, when it comes to the next question that popped into my head here, uh, we went through the accolades for Nick Saban in his career and specifically with what he did for so long, keeping Alabama at such a high standard for so long in the SEC and in the national college football conversation. How hard is it going to be for the successor of this program uh, to say goodbye to a legend, keep up with those expectations, and also, you know, as a university, how much patience is is exercised yeah i have no idea that last part because you know it's uh you know they're, they're they've never been in this situation they, you know there's uh, you know i remember when john wooden left ucla uh it was you don't want to be the next coach after john wooden and uh, gary cunningham was the next coach after john wooden and uh that didn't turn out great for cunningham and yeah, it was you know, they went through a few guys there, and they even tried the Larry Brown thing, and he got them to the national championship game. But it's Larry Brown, so there was NCAA probation issues eventually, uh, because it was Larry Brown. Uh, but uh, good coach, but didn't really care about the rules. Uh, so I have no idea how Alabama would, uh, you know, you know what's the going to be the uh, expectancy, but I think it would be it would have to be whoever the next coach is. Is going to be somebody that has to have a uh, you know understands himself and is a maybe kind of deflects attention away. You know, well, I should rephrase that. Maybe I think the best guy would be a guy that does is not affected by what the media says. And uh, you know, I'm not sure how boosters we're gonna you know what what are the expectations for the next head coach at Alabama, whether it be the administration the boosters, the media, whatever. I think everybody realizes that they're not going to be what they've been these last few years. Even if they bring a guy does a really good job, it's not going to be what it's been since, you know, Saban got there. And the fact that, you know, the thing Saban's Alabama legacy, I think is also not just the national championships. 
is that what he really changed with the times as far as the way that the game is played when he first got there was, you know, control the line of scrimmage and run the ball. And, you know, Greg McElroy has talked a lot on ESPN here in the last few hours. Obviously, he works for ESPN, but he's been on here a lot. And he was the first championship quarterback there. And it was kind of like uh, we're only throwing the ball if I have to throw the ball and we can't run the ball <laughs> type of thing. And then he went, you know, with the fact that he went out and hired Lane Kiffin and gave him an opportunity, Kiffin an opportunity to change the offense and get uh, more modern to the passing game of college football and spread offenses at that point. And just the way that he changed with the times of the game. And uh, you know, even though you know, this last team he had was a lot more, lot more like the teams that he had originally, was run the ball and try to play some defense. And unfortunately for him and uh, the game against Michigan, the offensive line, which had been kind of a sore spot for part of the season, didn't hold up. And uh, the defense wasn't as good. And when the game on the line, in the last couple of minutes of that Michigan game, when they had a chance to extend a uh, – you know, their touchdown lead, they didn't do it, and they end up losing in overtime. Uh, the next thing that kind of popped into my head here about this, the state of Alabama football in the program here, obviously you have historically the legend Bear Bryant and what he did for Alabama and football-wise 1958 to 1982. But, you know, immediately before uh, Nick Saban got to Alabama, we weren't talking about a powerhouse football program. Mike Shula was the coach there from 2003 to 2006. So did, you know, Nick Saban elevate Alabama's football program to now we just think Alabama football that's where you go if you want to be a top football you know it's a top football program or was it I'm going to Alabama because I want to play for Nick Saban well I actually think there's kind of a misconception here because Alabama had really good players uh, for many years you know Stallings was there they won a national championship. He left, and they went through so, several coaches. Uh, Dubose, I'm forgetting somebody here in the middle, by the way, and Ray Perkins. He was there, too. Uh, they went through a bunch of dudes. Uh, but they had – rarely did they you – know, they didn't lose game because games because they had a lack of talent. Uh, so they always were able to recruit, and rarely did they just, you know, you, you looked on the field and thought, my God, look at how the athleticism of Alabama and their, their skill level has slid. It was never that, to my recollection. Uh, and uh, so, you know, the, the fact that, you know, it was still a really good program, even though they just didn't win enough games or very many games or as many games as they should have under the previous coaches. I will, I will say this. I saw this this morning here that since Saban has arrived, Alabama saw enrollment jump from 25,000 to 40,000 <laughs> per year. Uh, and most of the students there are now coming from out of state. Also, Tuscaloosa itself, from a residency perspective, yeah. went from 89,000 residents to over 110,000 residents. I think that's kind of reflective. I don't have the numbers to back this up, but you know, and I don't pay that much attention to these kind of things. But it seems like it's kind of reflective of how the South in general is increased in population in almost every so-called big city or college town in this case. 
Getting into the coaching candidates now, names that were appearing immediately yesterday, you had Dan Lanning, Oregon's name popping up. Lanning was a grad assistant under Saban in 2015. Lanning, of course, was the defensive coordinator for Kirby Smart at Georgia. Kirby Smart spending a ton of time with Nick Saban over the course of his career. Lanning, though, two seasons with the Oregon Ducks, 22-5 and record, a whopping $20 million buyout. And then this morning around 10 o'clock, a hype video comes out from Oregon that he's not leaving. Uh, so Dan Lanning is uh, essentially not in the candidacy, candidacy anymore. But just wondering what you thought about that potential uh, for him in what we've seen him in big-time games so far. Well, that's the first name I thought of, actually, because of the connection. Uh, he's made it uh, – I'm sure that Oregon is paying him more money to, you know, I assume – his agent has uh, worked the the market well here, and they're going to get a bigger payday, and he's going to stay there. Uh, I was not a big Dan Lanning fan uh, during the season. I thought that he completely screwed up the Washington game the first time that they played against Washington, and I was actually uh, you know somewhat shocked at how they really didn't change too many things the second time they played Washington. I also think it's fair for me to point out I actually thought that they would beat Washington in both of those games and obviously was you know, badly wrong on the second time because they physically, uh, you know, Oregon got their, they got the crap kicked out of them in that game. Physically, they were destroyed at the line of scrimmage the second time they played. Uh, so I'm not the biggest Dan Lanning fan as far as game day goes. But it's certainly hard to argue of what he's done in a brief period of time at Oregon because the program's better now than when he got there. Next candidate I've been seeing, Steve Sarkeesian with Texas. Sark uh, had two stints there, both as an analyst and offensive coordinator under Saban in Alabama after he left USC. Stark, though, uh, seems to have things rolling pretty nicely at Texas. CFP game this season for the Longhorns. Yeah, and also they've got uh, some big-time recruiting news today or re-recruiting news that Quinn Ewers is going to stay for another year. They've also uh, up their uh, – they've changed their defensive coaching staff even since last a couple – you know, whenever that game was against uh, the loss to Washington. And, uh, you know, you know they've, they've raided the University of Arizona staff, Johnny Nansen. Uh, the U of A uh, defensive coordinator this past year who I thought deserved a ton of credit – uh, for the uh, big turnaround for the U of A and is also a really good recruiter. Well, Nansen has left the U of A over the last week or so, and he is now the co-defensive coordinator, whatever that means, at the University of Texas. Number three uh, that I've been seeing circling around and maybe – what three four five years ago this seemed like the foregone conclusion it was going to be Dabo Sweeney was going to be the successor to Nick Saban at Alabama that seemed to be the uh, sentiment for quite some time at least in media circles but you have I guess the certain elements of what Clemson went through the past couple of seasons and especially this season not hitting 10 wins also, uh, Sweeney himself has really not embraced the transfer portal and NIL deals, and that's, I would have to think, a huge thing for Alabama and what they're trying to do recruiting-wise. Yeah, I think the NIL thing's a lot different at Clemson than it is against, uh, as opposed to Alabama. However, totally the transfer portal thing is something that Sweeney – uh, to uh, Clemson's detriment the last two years, the fact that they have not attacked that uh, or done anything at all regarding that. In some cases, 
that has been, uh, you know, I think the biggest reason for Clemson's so-called demise. The other big reason is that, you know, he lost some assistant coaches, and I'm talking over a three- or four-year span now, and uh, they have yet to really replace those assistant coaches that left with the same quality of their current assistant coaches. Next name I've been seeing is Kalen DeBoer over the Washington. He has absolutely no ties to the SEC or to Nick Saban, but 25 and three in two seasons with the Huskies and his mediocre or mediocre rise uh, in college coaching. He has a 104 and 12 record. Also, his agent is Don Yee, uh, who has uh, you know big time uh, NFL connections. Uh, you know Tom Brady's agent and the coach of. Uh, the uh, I shouldn't say his agent. The uh, the lead you know, the the group that he's represented by is headed by Don Yee. I'm not exactly sure if he's the quote official agent, but uh, you know there was some talk last week because obviously Harbaugh has you know just recently hired Don Yee to be his representation. So he's got uh, a powerhouse agent or an agency on his side there. And uh, as we talked about earlier this week on Tuesday uh, with Pete Futak, uh, and uh, I think that uh, most people would agree with this, uh, is Washington going to be anywhere near this uh, as good next year as they were this year? And they've already lost a couple of big-time players, one that I think they expected, one that maybe they didn't expect in the NFL draft in the last few days. Next name I'm seeing here is Mike Vrabel, uh, former Titans head coach, but he's probably just going to be linked to everything at this point. He played and coached at Ohio <laughs> State, uh, was seen in his time as a really great recruiter there, and was part of the 2012 undefeated team. Yeah, I'm not sure how great a recruiter he was, quite frankly, but uh, and he was actually on the staff before Urban Meyer became the head coach at Ohio State. Uh, so I'm not sure how you – know, I would be really surprised if Rabel ended up in the college ranks. I think he's a NFL head coach, and he's an elite NFL head coach, and I think it would be very unlikely for him to go to a college job. Uh, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss. Kiffin in 2014 really helped turn the tide into an updated spread offense, uh, but – you have the fact that he's just 3-21 and 21 against power teams that have won at least nine regular season games. Yeah, I also, you got to put up with Lane's stuff. I mean, you know, if you like Lane, you love Lane. Um, yeah, I enjoy Lane because he's, you know, I'm a person, uh, you know, fancy myself to be part of the media. And uh, we in the media love Lane Kiffin because he's always got something to say. And uh, it's never a uh, you know, coach speak press conference that I often talk about and why I hardly ever talk, uh, pay any attention to what any coaches say during these press conferences. He's like the opposite of that. You almost have to watch what he says. You have to watch his press conferences. But you have to have, whether it's an administration or an athletic director or a fan base or whatever, You've got to have a certain approach when you're dealing with Lane Kiffin and thinking uh, what you think of Lane Kiffin. Next name I've seen is Mike Norvell. Uh, obviously, what he did at Florida State going 13-0. and uh, Maybe if he's feeling as though the ACC and their uncertainty as a conference, there's more stability in the SEC, and it's only a $4 million buyout for him. 
I think this makes a ton of sense. Uh, and Mark Norvell, former ASU assistant coach in the Todd Graham era and used to uh, be in the sports zone on a uh, – uh, for a little while there, that one year was almost like an every other week basis for a while. It was a frequent guest, I think it's safe to say. Uh, but uh, it was always fun to talk to him. But uh, you know, what's going on with Florida State, as you mentioned, the ACC, to me, this by far makes the most sense of anybody you've brought up so far. And finally, the other name I saw thrown out there, but I also don't think this has any real likelihood, Dan Quinn. We talked about Dan Quinn and his ties to Nick Saban, but uh, he's probably not available to even interview for the position because the Alabama Crimson Tide are going to want to go fast on the next head coach, and Quinn's busy with the playoffs. Yeah, I, that's another reason why I think it's tough for you know, certainly an NFL guy who has a job right now. Uh, to you know, to uh, figure out the you know, recruitings coming up, the you know the part, second part of recruiting is still the first week of February, and so forth. So yeah, I don't even think this is a possibility. No, I, I didn't think so either. Um, but it, it's certainly going to be curious. And I saw something that Doug Haller of The Athletic pointed out on Twitter. He said in covering, uh, in his time covering Greg Byrne, the athletic director from the U of A, he had always said that if we are talking and we are in the interview process, if your name leaks out there as a possibility, uh, you consider your candidacy, candidacy done. So that's going to be <laughs> something interesting to follow along with uh, uh, that caught my attention from Doug Haller earlier this morning. Yeah, even though I don't know if you, as much as I think of Greg Byrne from when he was at the U of A, I don't know if he's, uh, you know, anything that uh, he's endeavored in his career. In fact, I'm sure nothing has approached this. <laughs> so whole different world going on there for Greg right now. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of things have changed college athletics at warp speed right now that's for certain yeah and burn is actually was ahead of the game in a lot of these things before you know it became kind of common uh, uh, a common approach to college sports he was a very uh, innovative guy when he got to tucson and uh you know to me uh you know i know the u of a's won some games in football and basketball over the years but their athletic department not the same since he left downloaded the ktus 1060 app yet download today and get all of your favorite local and national shows right on your phone here's to everyone who was made to shine from shane company to wearing your lucky gold chain to the game to receiving your first communion in your new pearls here's to getting down on one knee to recommitting to forever to saying yes to something sparkly just for you just because here's to your first set of diamond studs to the family heirloom you'll never take off. Here's to lighting up the room like only you can. Shane Company, fine jewelry since 1929. The Window Depot is more than a window store. The Window Depot is a one-stop warehouse with everything you need for your complete home remodel. Shop the aisles of pre-built cabinets in a variety of colors, granite and quartz countertops, sinks, skylights, and hardware to complete your project. Need a custom order? We can help. Our designers offer free design services and can special order everything you need for your kitchen or bathroom remodel today. Shop thewindowdepot.com or find a location near you. The Window Depot, more than a window store. Good morning. Baby, it's a brand new day. 
When you vacation with Norwegian Cruise Line, every day is a new day. Get a taste for Barcelona, then savor incredible dining back on board one day. Connect to ancient history in Athens, and then disconnect in our spa another day. Wherever the sea breeze takes you, come aboard and experience a different tomorrow with Norwegian. Visit ncl.com, call your travel advisor, or 1-888-NCL-CRUISE. Norwegian Cruise Line, ships registry the Bahamas and USA. The rest of my life gonna start today. Hypertrophic cardiomyopathy is a serious heart condition. Some symptoms include being short of breath, feeling tired, or having dizziness or chest pain. My HCM impacted how I felt and what I could do. So I asked my cardiologist about treatment advances that gave me new options. That conversation was big for me. That's why I'm working with Bristol-Myers Squibb to raise awareness about HCM and to help others like me. Talk to your cardiologist today and visit hcmrealtalk.com to learn more. Sponsored by Bristol Myers Squibb. Sticks. The legacy continues. Sticks. Two shows, February 22nd and 23rd. Celebrity Theater. Sticks. With one hit song after another. Tickets on sale now at celebritytheater.com. Produced by. Danny Zalisco presents WWE returns to Glendale's Desert Diamond Arena with Friday Night Smackdown 545 March 1st you'll see United States champion Rey Mysterio 619 is coming back LA Knight The Street Profits Solo Sikoa Charlotte Flair you bow down to the queen and many more in action Tickets start at $20. Available now at Ticketmaster. I'll turn those picks into gold. Wall-to-wall NFL coverage and the biggest stories coming to you from 3 to 5 p.m. The Rich Eisen Show here on KDUS AM 1060 and KDUS1060.com. Eleven forty-four, right here on KDOS AM ten sixty. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS ten sixty dot com and with the KDOS ten sixty app. Right now, there are some pretty sweet sixth row hoops tickets, downtown basketball, food and drink included. The contest is ongoing in the month of January here. What you need to do is download the KDOS 1060 app, register. That's a key component here so we know who you are as you're following along with the listener instructions. And you can get yourself eligible to potentially win those tickets at month's end. It is phone call time, 602-260-1060 Pause here for a minute to be able to have Nick Saban conversations, uh, what he means uh, to the college football world. We'll also dive a little bit more into uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots parting ways after 24 seasons. Let's pop on out to the KDOS hotline, 602-260-1060. It's Al in Phoenix. What's on your mind today, Al? I think you said that. I can actually uh, answer. You were talking about how the rise of uh, number of students in the Nick Saban era. And I actually got my master's degree from the University of Alabama. And one of the drivers really is the, is the cheap tuition, uh, for one. It's, much, it's a very affordable school. And also, if you're a, uh, a virtual student, if you're taking a distance learning, they don't charge you out-of-state tuition. They charge you in-state. So that's a real motivator Clever. for students as well. 
to go to the school because, you know, obviously you're seeing a, really a, a lot less than you would be otherwise. So I think that's had a lot to do with, uh, you know, not to say Dick Saban didn't have some kind of influence over it, but it really didn't, you know, it didn't play into my decision when I was uh, was looking for a, for a graduate program. But the uh, the financials of it made just a lot of sense. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate that kind of background knowledge there about the the University of Alabama. So if you graduated, though, online, did you happen to to fly there to pick up your your diploma, see any statues of Nick Saban or anything walking around? Actually, I was there for the orientation. I didn't go for the uh, to uh, to get the uh, the diploma, but I was there. It's a beautiful campus that let me tell you. The great uh, art, you know, that Southern Gothic architecture. At the time, you know, uh, I don't, uh, I, 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 it, it took a long time to graduate because I was a long program. I, I took about the maximum time. So I started uh, the, the degree in 2008 and graduated in 2013. But at the time, I think in 2008, he was sort of just getting things really going and they hadn't, uh, you know, he hadn't been elevated to the status that, that he's at. Uh, now you know it's you know, of course Bear Bryant is you know just all, all sorts of things uh, dedicated to him obviously absolutely yeah in fact I was there for an Alabama Auburn game in the 90s when neither team was particularly good uh, but that was part of my syndicated days but I really wasn't there for long I mean it was you know like I said my syndicated days I flew in on a Thursday night uh, Thursday day. Did the Thursday night, Friday morning show because I was doing the overnight uh, in, a, in a restaurant or a bar, you know, some or combination thereof. Went to the game on a Saturday, which I understood. That's when I completely understood how big the how big a deal Alabama and Auburn was uh, because they don't have professional sports. And this is like, and like I said, neither team was particularly good in those years. They were like mediocre and uh, that was still just you could t- just understand. I, somebody that grew up in Ohio State, Michigan environment, I didn't quite get it until I was at this game. And this is all you know, God bless the people in Alabama, but that's really the game and about the only thing they have going on as far as sports go. At least at that time, that was really the only thing going on. Yeah, it's uh, just it's just part. Of, it's only almost part of the DNA there. It's uh, a big thing. Exactly. And, uh, a trem- you know, it's it's just it's a tremendous program, and whoever goes there is you know the the facilities are state of the art, uh, uh, and the and the administration so fully behind it and uh, supportive. Uh, it's a great opportunity, obviously, for these candidates. Of course, the pressure is just you know tremendous. Anything else on your mind today, Al? Uh, you know, no, with some of the other good. plenty of coaching changes oh. we have. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm still looking to see what happens with Jim Harbaugh and the Raiders. I'm, I'd be really I, – I think that the Raiders and Jim Harbaugh in Las Vegas, that would just be a perfect uh, a perfect match. It would be uh, – I, I think – and I think he'd be highly successful there. And uh, I'm just – I'm going to be very interested to see what happens. You and that Bob will fair. be too, right? Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> yeah. curious to see what's going to happen for sure, but – yeah, I'm not just sure that you know that's not a good roster. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. And you know the Antonio Pierce thing, the players obviously want to keep him, but uh, 
And I don't know if Mark Davis is in uh, – going to be influenced by the fact that, uh, you know, I forgot the uh, special teams coach who was Rich uh, Basaccia. Correct. The players wanted him too. And obviously they didn't hire him. And it turned out that, uh, you know, the McDaniels thing was just a complete joke. Al, as always. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. 602-260-1060 is the number. Appreciate the phone call there, Al, and the contributions to the show. We'll do some more uh, around 1215 for phone calls, 602-260-1060. To start our number two, uh, we'll dive into the Patriots ending a 24-year era with Bill Belichick. The press conference took place this morning here locally around 10 a.m. was done by about, what, 10, 12? Uh, so with no, with no questions from the media. Correct. So supposedly uh, Robert Kraft at noon, so that's in nine minutes, will be addressing the media by himself taking questions. So that is huh. supposed to be upcoming here um, in, in a few minutes for the local uh, New England media about the direction of the Patriots football team. Uh, we'll get into a few other things away from football on the other side of the break, and we'll dive into Bill Belichick to start our number two here in the Extra Point. Check out the Doug Gottlieb Show, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m., right here on KDUS AM 1060. The Rolling Stones, live. Stones Tour 24, Hackney Diamonds. Sponsored by AARP, May 7th, State Farm Stadium. The Rolling Stones, the greatest rock and roll band in the world. Tickets on sale now at rollingstones.com. Your chance to see the Stones. WWE returns to Glendale's Desert Diamond Arena with Friday Night Smackdown. 545 March 1st. You'll see United States champion Rey Mysterio. 619 is coming back. LA Knight, The Street Profits, Solo Sikoa, Charlotte Flair. You bow down to the queen. And many more in action. Tickets start at $20. Available now at Ticketmaster. You'll never know the feeling until you experience it here yourself at Disneyland Resort. Like the gazillion, amazing, <laughs> and dashing at you over, under, and upside down on the Incredicoaster. Because here, every and is even bigger, even better, and beyond anything you've ever felt before. It's that feeling when you're at the happiest place on earth. It's only at Mickey's Toontown, where in real life can feel like in cartoon life. It's where becomes racing around Radiator Springs and where becomes on Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. It's that feeling when you're at Disneyland Resort and there's no better time than now. For a limited time, children ages 3 through 9 can visit a Disneyland Resort theme park for as low as $50 per child with a special one-day, one-park ticket valid January 8th through March 10th, 2024. Visit Disneyland.com for important details. Park admission and reservation required for park entry. Can an insurance bot ever really understand your needs? Do you think I'd benefit from bundling my auto and home coverage? Searching for homes with car dealerships nearby. Sure, robots listen, but do they understand you? 
At Farm Bureau Financial Services, we'll help you save money and time by bundling your auto and home insurance. Find an agent at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company, Western Agricultural Insurance Company. Good morning, I'm Corey with an update here on KDUS AM 1060. Coaching vacancies continue to open today as alongside the likes of Nick Saban stepping away from his position at Alabama, it was announced yesterday that Pete Carroll and the Seahawks have parted ways as well. Carroll held a conference yesterday to plainly discuss what he had felt and how grateful he has been for his time in Seattle. Carroll would say that it has been an honor and a thrill to be a part of this program and that he loved every minute of it. Carroll is leaving the Seahawks organization after 14 seasons with a record of 137, 89-1, 10 playoff victories and the organization's first Super Bowl title. Carroll, due to a successful time at a college level leading USC back in the day, is also the third coach to win both a college national championship and a Super Bowl. Carroll will conclude his opening statement excitedly by stating that he does not know what's coming next, but he is excited because there is a lot to learn. Pete Carroll and Nick Saban would not be alone in the coaching news as after 24 seasons, New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick is expected to go his separate way from the organization as well. Belichick had met with Patriots owner Robert Kraft to discuss how they wanted things to proceed. Sources in the know would state that the discussions held would be without conflict and in fact be constructive. Both Belichick and Saban's departures speak loudly, as they were both seen as the best coaches in their respective fields that many see as the peak. Saban would lead Alabama to nine SEC titles and six national championships, and Belichick would lead the way for New England to score themselves nine Super Bowl appearances and six Super Bowl titles. Coming up next, more discussion around the world of sports on KDUS AM 1060. Bringing you the latest sports topics weekly right here on KDUS AM 1060 with me, the Doug Gottlieb Show, 1 to 3 p.m. Welcome back to Extra Point here on KDUS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDUS1060.com and with the KDUS 1060 app. The Suns, they're on the court tonight in L.A. facing off against the Lakers 8 p.m. on TNT. So yesterday you had kind of started a conversation about Kevin Durant and potential trade rumors that were sprouting up, and we never really got back around to it because the Pete Carroll news broke about uh, him no longer being the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. So I did some more research, though, about what it is that that headline was all about, and it basically stems from Christmas and the studio coverage in which Adrian Wojnarowski had said, quote, you talk to people in Phoenix and around that organization, they can feel the frustration with Durant. And immediately that turned into just pure speculation that frustration meant he wanted to be traded. Uh, it all kind of died down after the Suns started winning some games here at the turn of 2024. But with the losses to the Grizzlies and the Clippers and how in which that all unfolded, those rumors started to uh, peak back up. Kevin Durant then specifically talked to Fox Sports following that Monday night loss to the Clippers, and he said, quote, I don't want to get traded. I'm not frustrated because Brad was injured. I wasn't frustrated because of the role players on the team. That bleep really was ignorant to me. You know what I'm saying. 
He goes on to say, nobody wants to call me great. They want to call me all these other words, insecure, miserable, bad teammate. They can't write, KD is such a student of the game, or he's a great teammate, or he loves basketball. Nobody wants to hear that bleep when it comes to me. Well, also, in addition to what you mentioned as far as ESPN, I know that there's been ESPN podcasts about the NBA and in uh, at least one athletic podcast, the athletic podcast about, that does the NBA, of uh, whether he will be on this team or not once we cut to the trade deadline in February. KD, 30 games, 37 minutes per game. He's averaging 29.6 points per game, 6.4 rebounds, 5.9 assists, 1.1 blocks, 3.3 turnovers. Katie ranks fifth in points per game behind Joel Embiid, Luka, Giannis, and Shea Gildas-Alexander. He ranks third in minutes per game, 50th in rebounds per game, 21st in assists per game, and 24th in blocks per game. Well, he's been really good statistically, and I'm not blaming him for the 19-18 uh, and 18 record, but if the Suns are realistic, they should at least consider trading him before the deadline because this team's not going anywhere this year. On the flip side of that for the Lakers, LeBron listed as questionable for tonight, but they have their own set of issues going on with Darvin Ham. Seems to be things that uh, he could potentially be on the chopping block here. LeBron might be a little frustrated. Other players a little frustrated. There seems to be, quote, a disconnect between him and the Lakers locker room. So that'll be on tonight, 8 p.m. on TNT. More Extra Point is next. AM 1060 KDUS Tempe Phoenix and KSL.